welcome back to the Dark Side Live podcast. So tonight is going to be an absolutely great guest. We've got Sonia Morton Firth coming on tonight. Now, we've got obviously a lot to cover. Um, but also, just to let everybody know, these uh, today, tomorrow and Wednesday, the last three for this year. Uh, so I really want to end on a good note. It's been an amazing year so far. Something I didn't think would get this far, to be honest. But it certainly has. Now, I have seen Sonia's jumped on there. So as soon as she sends across the request button, we'll get straight into it. We'll get rolled straight into this podcast. One I'm definitely looking forward to. But like I said, it is like... um, I definitely just carry on next year. We've got some, obviously, getting a lot more guests on here. Um, So... There's a request button on there that says where well, send, send request. It should be like a grey box there, Sonia. Um, so as soon as you press on that just to join uh, the podcast, then obviously now I can accept it, get straight into this. But like I said, we're going to carry on. Gonna, this is the last three for this year, but next year um, we'll definitely push out a lot more than we can do. Okay, a lot more. Now I know the structure. Now I know obviously the timings. Uh, so really, like this year was a bit of really. I didn't think we'd go this far. Like I said, um, but people obviously absolutely love it. I've had some amazing feedback, and I can you know say nothing but thank you for every you know every comment. Um, and there he is, Sam. Hello, Mehdi. Um, some like, you know, so much thanks from me. It's been absolutely inspirational. People I've spoken to, people I didn't even think that I'd speak to, you know, to be honest. Um, nothing blessed. Right, I can see that obviously Sonia has sent out request across, so I'll get straight into it. Just waiting for this to connect up as always. Good evening. Hey Chris, can you see me okay? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. How's you? I was trying to do it on my laptop, but I couldn't figure out how you send the request. So you're on my phone and I'm just, yeah, I hope it looks okay. I bet it's weird for you considering you do it all through like this, like laptop, isn't it? Yeah, so so I haven't done that many Instagram lives and I thought, well, let me try it on my laptop, see if it works so it'll be easier. But yeah, I don't think it does work unless you know a, a nifty a nifty way of getting it to work. But yeah, no, I couldn't get it to work. Yeah, but, I just find it so much easier. Sorry? It's so much easier just do it on my phone, I think yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know, yeah. you're messing around. So you're on my phone and I hope you can, I hope the lighting's okay. Is that bright? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good? good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fine. So obviously, like, massive thanks for coming on tonight. Like I said, it's going to be the three big bangers for the year, um, finishing off on Wednesday night for obviously 2020. But to be honest, it's something I didn't think would ever get this far. And the people that I've spoken to, now one, obviously, like, with tonight, it's very, very free-flowing as always. And it must be very strange for yourself because you're the one always asking the questions. Oh, my God, it's so nice to be on the other side because you don't yeah. have to think of anything. I've got... Exactly. I- I've actually got two interviews lined up this week, so I've been doing my research, and actually tonight it's just like, I'll lay back, I'll have myself a nice cup of tea, <laughs> and I'll wait exactly. to ask the questions, it's lovely. Yeah, definitely, because that was, that was the question you threw at me, is like, how does it feel? I'm like, it's so chilled, so relaxed, it's absolutely fantastic. It is, it's yeah. great. Although, have you heard the news? We've just gone into tier three. three. I have, I have. Oh. But, it just bring, but again, it only brings it up to inline with the north. I know. What can I, I say? Know. I did feel for you. Well, I'm coming up, yeah. coming up north next week. I'm Imagine escape the big smoke. Yeah, I'm coming to Newcastle to see my folks. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Going to be nah, great. Be mega. Be absolutely it, mega that. Right, we'll just roll straight into it. So the big question I always like to start off with, who is Sonia Morton Firth? Oh, my God. Oh, where do I start? Okay, well... Um, This is actually a question that was asked to me um, in my coaching course. And I guess, who am I? Well, I could give you the whole um, labels thing. You know, I was a successful career woman. I'm a bikini athlete. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a host of my own podcast and YouTube channel. Um, I help coach people as well. But I want to go a little bit deeper than that and say I'm an energetic being of light that likes to radiate love and energy, which might be a bit woo-woo for your audience. Um, but yeah, if you take away all the labels, what are we really? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're actually all energy, right? Aren't we radiating energy around? 
Yeah, because that's that's actually perfect. Because see, what it is is like I know, and I, I think you probably yourself uh, go on to like speak or like, listen to people like Paul Moore. You know what I mean? Absolutely amazing, oh, Fe- I, fellow Geordie. Paul, I'd like to have have him on my show. So Paul, if you're listening, you're my, <laughs> be- my next victim. <laughs> no, because what where I'm looking at from was that that energy. And it's true because Paul always talks about the energy because yeah. we all have that like that high energy, low energy. And a lot of people, there's something that I actually, I actually thought this this week when we're on that very low energy and people kind of mistake that for almost like a borderline depression, isn't it? Where you feel like tired and sluggish and you always feel like you, you oh, I can't do it like tomorrow. I can't, I don't want to get out of bed and that. But it is all down to our energies. It is that, that, that higher level energy, lower level energy. It, and it, it is something, you know, that we, we kind of, we see ourselves at that, that energy levels, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it's how long you spend in that energy level. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're constantly down and constantly depressed, um, and obviously people have been in that state um, yeah. for a long time now because of everything that, you know, we're seeing around us. That's when I think it gets to the stage of, yeah, then it, then it becomes more depression and you can, um, you know, you can find yourself in, in the not, not a great place. Um, so, yeah. So... Uh, we have good days and bad days. No, sometimes it, buff, it buffers on the. Now, absolutely fine. Because what it is, it buffers on the. If you're on a Wi-Fi signal, sometimes that does. Because I usually have the like the 4G running. Um, that's something I've said to people before. If you want to do like any of the, the podcasts on a um, on a mobile phone, you'll always, like it's best sometimes to always put the 4G on. Because what it is, is you'll always get a really good signal on 4G. Sometimes with the Wi-Fi, it interrupts between like other, but especially this time of night. It's really, really hectic, especially with like sometimes three or four um, there. But like, um, obviously, just wait for it to load up there. Because um, what we'll probably have to do on this is probably have to just like, uh, just going to give it one moment because um, it has actually uh, obviously just frozen there, just on the, and it's just there. So what it is is like, um, Sonia will just rejoin us in one moment there. But it's very true. I think what we're going to do is look at this and obviously as soon as Sonia uh, puts this request button across, uh, we'll go straight back into it. But it's something that I've, like, I can understand now on energy levels. So that energy level is like I find myself that say you get the high energy that we're, and I found that it's really effective through exercise, meditation, you know, and it's really like a cleansing path as well. So that cleansing path, it's almost like that's something that like that I've seen myself and I've just recently done a uh, like a breathing course, 10 day breathing course uh, for uh, conscious connections. And I found that myself, the energy levels are very high. And then sometimes you can hit those lower ones, but that's to be accepted. I'm just going to get Sonia back straight on here. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely it's there is that energy there, but we we kind of overlook that as like humans, really. I'm just going to wait for this to come up. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm back on. <laughs> wow, yeah. technical. I've changed where I am. I'm actually sitting next to my Christmas tree, if you can see my Christmas tree. No. Right by, right yeah. by the window to hopefully this reception will be a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Because I was just rolling it on there anyway. Just talk about energies. Because I've just recently done a 10-day um, breathing course conscious connections and it's and it's a dynamic breathing so it's the very deep breathing holding the breath and then doing the cold shower work and i was just saying on there because a lot of times we can feel those energy levels and it's going to be high or low and with it and you know yourself with a higher energy it's more the cleansing of the human body so we do it through meditation we do it through exercise cold showers cold water therapy so we see that energy and i think it's something that really does need to be implemented in people's lives more because that's what it is. It's almost that cleansing, isn't it? So, you you know, to stop yourself from hitting those lower levels consistently is to take your higher levels up. And it's still, it's almost like the lungs out and, you know, and, and re-oxygenate the blood levels, isn't it? Do you know what? I haven't done, um, I've done breath work, definitely. Yeah. I haven't done the ice cold baths. I have tried a few ice cold showers, but I know, yeah. you know Wim Hof is obviously really big in that and, and that really accelerates your energy levels. Um, meditation as well, I find really good. And then just 
for me, it's exercise, you know, just yeah, getting yeah. up and moving in the morning. Um, I mean, I know you, Chris, are a big gym lover uh, like I am yeah, as well. And, uh, you know, one of the most, the biggest things for me with this whole lockdown was actually yeah. the thought of not being able to go to the gym. And I'm so grateful that the gyms are now open. And, you know, just being able to get up and go to the gym and move in the morning, whether, whatever you're doing, whether it's just going for a walk or going for a run or, you know, doing some weights at home. Yeah, it's it's so important to move and keep moving. And I really, really find that's a great way to boost your energy levels and actually when you feel like it, when you don't feel like it, that's the time when you need to do it the most because it can change your mood like yeah, that. Yeah. Real mood change. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because I've found that myself when I've woke up in the morning and thought, yeah, it's five o'clock in the morning. And, you know, you think, oh, uh, you want to think to go for a run. But the thing is, it's that, it's that moment, like you're saying, that moment of, like, realising of, like, if I do this, then I'm going to feel better after doing it. But then there's that little niggle in your head saying, oh, don't worry, it's cold outside and that. But what you're essentially doing, I found myself, is you're making excuses of why you shouldn't do it. But then, like, look at your priority list and of why you should. What are you going to feel from it? What did you feel from the last time you came, you went for a run and you didn't want to do it? But as soon as you do it and you come back and you feel good because you've oxygenated the blood, you've, like, cleansed your body, you've got good, you know, good air through, and oxygen levels are high, you know, and you just feel so good. And that, that to me is a very, because every, the levels of exercise, meditation is a cleansing. It's almost that cleansing level. Because I was going to, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, because obviously living in London, it must have been so hard. Well, obviously you're going through lockdowns and the whole, you know, pandemic in, really altogether. I mean, how did you find it? Because uh, you are a massive gym lover. I am a gym lover. Um, so the first lockdown, I was very lucky. I, I work out with a trainer, although he's, yeah. he's gone back to South Africa. He's like my best mate and my training buddy as well. Yeah. And he's, he loves making stuff. So he made me like a, he made me like this barbell out of wood. Because at the time yeah. we were trying to order weights online. I don't know if you remember, it went crazy. Oh, you I did. order yeah. any weights in the first lockdown. Everyone was ordering them. But yeah, so he made, he made some like really great equipment. And I went and trained outside with him. So, and it was lovely weather. So honestly, the first lockdown, the training was fine. I was, I was yeah. literally getting in some awesome training uh, and lifting weights. Not as heavy, obviously, as when you were at the gym, but we were doing our best to keep it up. Yeah, I was training yeah. about five times a week in the first lockdown. And then yeah. the second lockdown was a bit harder because uh, Richard went back to South Africa and I was training with another yeah. friend. We were training together, but the rules were slightly different. So, And the weather was different. So it's much harder to train outside lifting weights when it's like pissing down outside and it's not very nice weather. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because that, that was something that like I saw that myself where people were like, that's why I, I kind of saw a net kind of negative shift, especially over a social media. I've seen that. But what i done, and, and, and to be honest, from the first lockdown, I still kept, like I said to you, I still kept that routine. So mm. even though, like, I was like, right, I'm going to be awake at five o'clock. I'm going to keep me routine. I'm going to, nothing's going to change. Yes, I'm working from home, but that's not going to change. It just means I have to shift my mindset from, okay, you're not going to have to basically leave, you know, the house at seven, uh, seven o'clock in the morning to get a boss. You know, you, you've just got to, like, shift that mindset. And I, I think myself, there was a lot of, like, positives. And to me, I utilised every day of that lockdown. I utilised and, and, and I found that I became better as a person. And I managed to achieve a lot more. Like, I, said, I didn't think this podcast would go far. And that's not a negative part. That's a, at the time, I felt like, will this take off? Well, it has taken off. And you know what? The, the, the thing, you've been so consistent. And that's, it, that's what it's all about. Sorry, I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to get my phone in it. In a, no, no. where I can actually sit and chat without holding it and wobbling it no every worries. five seconds. So it is, it's all about being consistent, isn't it? And you consistently yeah, yeah. put it out and you've got, you know, you've got your great the followers, your guests that you have on your show, Chris, and, you know, people follow you now for you and obviously your guests, but it's because your personality is coming over and, and people know that you're consistently producing amazing content. And I think that's... Yeah, the main things it's the consistency 
No, I appreciate that because that that's what I'm trying to see. I think what it is is I'm looking at all these different things of like how can I get better on a daily basis? What can I do to become better? What how am I going to utilize that 24 hours a day? So I'm consistently breaking that down. But then what I'm doing is I'm applying what I'm actually doing. So I'm I'm like the old saying is I'm doing what I say and I will produce the content and in you know and share that with people because if it helped me it'll help somebody else you walk in the walk <laughs> That's what they say. i try to i try to um and you know there is a lot of people out there that, that don't walk the walk and you know I've, yeah. I've been into the personal growth industry for a lot for a while now and um you know everyone everyone means well but sometimes yeah. you get people that don't actually practice what they preach and that's what yeah definitely because yeah, that's the word i think the key well i've like split it into two now i've looked at it as you either do or you know you either say it gonna just say it you just talk 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 all day long but then there's that person who does it they're the doer it's that person yeah. who's going to take action that is essentially the key element that connects it all together you know, and to me, you could sit there and put out, I'm this coach, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, do, you know, and, it, and it's kind of like you could either take other people's ideas and try to implement it and say, look, you know, this. But, you know, I don't, the same as I don't like the word fake it till you make it because you never know what real is. You'll always become fake. You'll always be fake. And like you're saying, because you spent many years in that area in personal development and like myself and I obviously your backstory and how you've evolved over these years and you've covered many different areas. Like you said, you were entrepreneur, you worked in high level business, you know, you're a bikini model, you've, you've covered all these different parts, but every step of the way you've kind of ticked off the chapters and you've created your own book now. I think it's, um, it's about constantly reinventing yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. And especially in these times, you know, people, um, and, and those entrepreneurs out there that are watching, those people that are maybe um, maybe don't have a job anymore because of the situation, yeah. and it's how how can you best move forward? And, and it's a matter of just keep reinventing yourself. And there's is there something else that you can be doing? What do you really love doing? And trying to and trying to go for that. Um, and I, you know, I've always had a passion for health and fitness. I've always had a massive passion for people and understanding people. Um, I've got a big value uh, around the sort of the glamour side, the entrepreneurial side. So putting it all together, the show was the, um, uh, was sort of the obvious choice and to, to interview inspiring people and to get their messages out. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do absolutely think it is important to reinvent yourself now and again and and you know the time to do that funnily enough we're all going through challenges and adversities and that's the time that we grow the most you yeah. know I was I was talking on a panel this morning and we were talking about what's come out of 2020 and you know yeah we can be negative and let's face it, it hasn't been the best year for a lot of us yeah yeah but if we look back, there is a there is some blessing that we can find in it, and it is on it is those times when, you know, we are challenged the most that we grow the most. Yeah, because it, it's putting yourself in, and I like to always use that word: it's putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to become comfortable. Because I find that it's an evolution in itself. Like I've kind of like looked at it because you can pick something up, you can look at it or other people's work, and you think, oh, that's like that will be a fixed idea but we never grow with fixed ideas because you have that continuous evolution so essentially what you're doing is you're creating a circle for yourself so you try something and if you, at first you feel it's you're uncomfortable doing it you then become comfortable doing it so then you go and find something else that'll become uncomfortable but then you find out that consistent wheels almost in motion isn't it it's that, like what you've done yourself did you find it your mind shifted from when you got to a point where you felt right i've done that enough and i've i've covered a lot that you felt like you needed to then look at some new di direction a new angle did you find that there was that that shifted mindset every time you you changed your career i think i changed in various different times of my life and my i mean my first being in the city for a long time, you know, I was a very, very different person then. I think I went through the whole thing that a lot of people do. They go, they get, a, you know, they go to university, get a job. Um, they work the career ladder, try and work themselves up, uh, their way up. 
And really, I was, you know, I'm, I look back now and all that I was motivated by was money. And, but I wasn't really yeah. me. I wasn't really understanding what life was all about. I was just going yeah. through the motions um, of thinking I was successful. And it was literally one day I woke up and it took me a while to, to get there. But it was, it was like that moment of, fuck, I'm, who am I? I'm not like, yeah. I'm not fulfilled. I might be successful on paper, but I feel empty inside. Yeah. And it, it's when you have that realization, that's when you've got to do something about it. Um, and yeah, it took me then the next few months to really summon up the courage to just, to, yeah, to basically walk out my job, to leave, to leave a big salary, the pension, all my colleagues, basically my life that had been my life for 15 years. And just to find something else something that I believed that I had in, inside me. And I, do, I wasn't even sure what that was, but I knew I no. had to explore it. And I think the worst thing, you know, I always look and think, well, what would be the worst thing in life? And that would be, you know, when you're lying on your deathbed and people say this and, and look back and think, if only, if yeah. only I've done that. And that, that is what absolutely terrifies me. I never want to look back and think, if only. And, yeah. and I hope a lot of people through this lockdown and through whatever they've been going through, they might have sort of looked at themselves and think, shit, actually, I'm, I'm in a job I absolutely hate, or is this all there is to life? Or actually, yeah. I've discovered other things during this time that I really enjoy. Is it now the time to explore those times? And I'm not sitting here because everyone's, everyone's got their own individual backgrounds and their own stories. Yeah. But if you're sitting there thinking, fuck, is this all that I've got? Is this it? The answer is, yeah. this isn't it. You can make yeah. life what you want it, what you want. And it really yeah, it's is. About, it's just that moment of taking action. Yeah, definitely. Because I agree with that, because it's that moment that you know that you mentally shift, that you think something needs to happen, something needs to change. And like you said, you start feeling empty inside, and you know that. And that might not be a career, that might be a relationship. That might be many things that you feel that you will naturally shift the way we work is our minds will consistently, if you want better, you'll naturally be one of them people that want better. But like you said, you'd, you'd, it wasn't, it was like that because you, you know yourself, you've got the intra stick, you've got the extra stick, but what it is, is you've got, you'll always have been in battle with each other. You'll always think, right, do I want to drive this through ego? And like you said, money driven. Am I just doing this for the money? But there's no passion. There's no, there's nothing there that end, at the end of that, of that path, should I say, that you kind of think, and right, you look back and think, what was it all about? But at least then you can, if you do something with passion inside you, and you know that, that that's it, that's what I enjoy doing. I know it's going to make a big difference. Yes, financially, I'm going to be down. But, you know, inside, you're going to get so much more value and more passion there that you're going to enjoy that moment. If you think about you can't take your money with you. No. You know, and I'm not sitting here saying money's not important because that, that's a load of bollocks as well. Because yeah, we all yeah. need money, you know, I'm yeah. a realist as well. But, you know, we, you don't need the, flat, uh, the millions of cars, the, this, the, that, the materialistic things. And I think this time has shown us the most important thing that counts, right, is, is connection and health and yeah. well-being. Because without that, everything else is meaningless. It doesn't matter how much money you've got in the world. If you don't have your health, it's nothing. If you don't have people around you that you love and that love you, it's nothing. Money is just what you make it. Um, yeah, and, 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 and if you actually think about what, what do I want the money for? And this is actually, a, was quite, a, I did this exercise the other day. I was listening to a, to a coach and he was like, what do you actually want the money for? Yeah. how will the money change your life and if you really think about it okay is it a new car you want is it a new house is it this is it that is that actually going to make you happy well it might make you happy for what like a day a couple of weeks till you see the next new car till you see the next new handbag till you, yeah. you know it's it's just a passing moment in time that money's going to make you happy it's not going to make you permanently happy the only happiness is internal it's inside you there's nothing yeah. external that can make you happy on in the long term you've got to find that happiness from within and that's that's the most important thing it's working on your internal happiness not your, your external thing around you can can absolutely can bring you down but it can't make you happy in the long term 
No, absolutely. Because it was quite funny saying that because I was I was actually telling my wife the this story when I was working in Carlisle as doing selling the broadband, and I stood down. This this little old man came up to us, and he looked like your typical granddad, big bushy beard, like you know what I mean. And he and he was just wearing an old pair of work overalls and that. And we got chatting, and 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 he says, "Oh, so what are you doing here?" Got talking about it. I said, "Obviously, offering broadband," and like. And he says, oh, well, like, um, we've got in this little conversation. And he says, oh, well, I, I'm just going off to the bank. And he says, like, I'm just going to put £25 in and, like, into the account because I, I donate £25 a day to, like, some um, girls in Africa so they can, you know, so they can have a, a bit better day, a bit better life. And I was like, all right, so you do this on, a, like, a more daily basis. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and he got chatting and he was like, can I, ask you, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, of course you can. And he says, do you know like Cunards and I was like yeah I do actually and I said well the big shipping company and all that and and he says oh he says all right at least you know what that is and I was like yeah yeah and then we got chatting and I said and we got into, uh, obviously a family and he says see because what it is is I couldn't give my son the money that I've got and I was like well why is that he says because he's a junkie and I've only got one son and I was like, okay, right. He says, because, see what it is, I don't want to leave him the amount of money that I've got sitting there and give it to him because he'll kill himself on it. And I was getting really intrigued in this. I was like, right, who is this guy? And, like, he pulled out a credit card and he says, do you know the Brockle Banks? I've heard of the Brockle Banks. I was like, I've kind of heard of them, like big family and that. And he says, well, I'm Sir Bro Andrew Brocklebank. <laughs> he was actually the owner of Cunard's. And he's actually got a, and he's, and he's even got, and the, the, the part about the money part, he says, see, because I don't want to give my son the money that I've got to give to him. And I went, can I ask you a question? It might be a bit personal. He says, of course. He says, how much money have you got? He says, 47 billion pounds. And he wasn't going to give it to his son because his son was basically going to use it to take drugs. Take drugs and kill himself. And he'd rather give 25 pound a day to like girls in Africa to have a better life. Because they mm. would have done better with it. And now I think yeah. the moral of the story, and this guy, you, you can tell, he, he, you know, he was a sir. He had even had a little parking disc that he could literally put on his fan and park anywhere in England. And he was worth that amount of money. But to me, I looked at him and he just looked like his granddad. But he was worth that amount of money. And purely on that part of it, because he felt more happier given to somebody who needed the money to better a life than to give to his own son and it would have ended his life. Yeah, crazy, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely crazy that. And, and I think that, that really, that really opened my eyes when you meet people and you're like, wow, you know, what an impact that has. You know, and, it, and it, it's true what you're saying because on every level, we look at it, it's like, and there's a great sign by Musashi. He said that you can't, ex there's no happiness external, it's all internal. Because I to mean, me, he's like, if I give you two pound coins, would that two pound coin love you back? No, it won't. It's just two pound coin. You just look at Steve Jobs. I mean, look, he had all the money yeah. in the world and he died, uh, you know, uh, unhappy. And it's yeah. like... And that's what I think that's what it is, isn't it? It is. It's like, you, you know, we'll... Yes. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And I think it's when you realize that there's much more to life um, and actually it isn't all about chasing this thing, then actually that's when money will start flowing in or that's when you can actually relax and start realizing actually there is more to life and just being content within yourself. Um, and it isn't easy. It isn't easy. And this year has been hard for so many people. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it isn't an easy thing to just say, well, I'm just going to forget about the money. I'm just going to say, oh, I'm just going to be happy inside myself and go and be a monk. We're all real. You've got to be a realist in the end of the day. And we all lead yeah. um, busy lives and we're all, we all are trying to strive and be successful. But I think it's the way that we define success and how society yeah, exactly. de defines our success and what we're constantly seeing on social media as what is success. And actually, if we can redefine success, 
and actually say, what does that really mean? I mean, that's why I interviewed some of the guests that I interview. I mean, their stories are so inspiring. And to me, that's what success is. They've overcome challenges and adversities, and they're going on to help like yourself and serve the other people with their messages. Um, and that, yeah. to me, is success. You know, I don't interview like the billionaires and the millionaires and this, that, the other. And yeah, obviously, some of them have got really important messages, but it's it's more about what people have overcome and, and what they've made of their lives and how they're going on to serve and help others and contribute. Absolutely. Because that was, that was another part because like you said, what I like about your stories, you've kind of, you've gone from doing, like you said, working for those 15 years in a job that was very well paid. And you were at that point of successful. If you looked in a monetary term, because it's in that environment, you've got to have the look, you've got to have the money, you've got to have that the swagger almost. And, it, it, and I've worked in that environment, and it's that business that, and you kind of think, but that's what it is, money talks in that environment. But once you've stepped outside that circle, did you find that your life just bloomed? Once you started taking those small steps and thinking, actually, I want to do this, or I want to do that, and then you found, like you said, your feet onto the obviously the podcast, and and you know, did you find that your whole life just kind of expanded, but in a positive? It way? wasn't easy the first time round because I left twice, so the first time yeah. it was difficult, and I started up my own fashion business in gym wear, gym yeah. gear. So we st I started from scratch with a business partner and it was, it was, re it was tough. It was tough when, you know, it was the first time yeah. I'd gone into business and we, we, we had investment on the table and I just, it just still didn't feel right. I mean, I loved health and fitness. I loved going to the gym, but I was working 24 seven. I wasn't even having time to go to the gym. And I just yeah. realized again, it wasn't me. And I went, that's when I, I did the, the physique competitions because I just wanted to prove something to myself. And I didn't, you yeah. know, everyone was looking at me. I'd given up this amazing job. I felt like a failure because the business hadn't worked. And I was like, I was trying to grasp onto something to not feel like a failure. And I think I wanted just to put my body through something. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes when you put your body through things, it's just a way of releasing as well. Yeah. So I did the bikini competitions and then I went back to help other entrepreneurs that, that to see how they could how I could help them with their businesses I went back to the corporate life then I came out finally and I really took some time this time to figure out who I was and to figure out my gifts my talents um, what I'm put on this earth to do because I honestly believe we all have our unique gifts inside us and the biggest tra travesty is to die with your music inside you that's a, a famous expression yeah. don't die with your music inside you discover what your gifts are and use them because we all do have gifts and you know it, they're, they're obvious if you can see them people say oh i don't know i don't have a gift you know everyone has a gift and you can see it it will come to you just when you're at the right time you deep down you know go back to your childhood go back to what you loved um when you were a child go back to joy what don't you need to mo to be motivated to do what do you just like jump out of bed and just don't even think about doing that's your true joy that's your passion that's what you know your gift is those things that you don't even have to feel like you have to or ought to or should be doing it's the things that you naturally do and if you can learn, if you can tap into that and you can find that gift and you can use that gift to serve, to contribute, then you've lived a fulfilled life. Then you'll feel successful. Yep. Then you will be successful. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you. Because it, it was funny that the question that people often ask me is, how do you write? And I'm like, I haven't got a clue. I, I'm lost on how I write. I literally, like I've said, to, I think I, my common answer is I turn, I put music on, I close my eyes, I give myself 30 seconds and I start just writing. I don't have a plan. I just let it roll. And, and, I've, and I've wrote like eight books or someone now. And it's like, especially Ronan, I literally wrote that through lockdown. I was like, right, first thing in the morning, music on. I've done some meditation at that point. Right, meditation time finished. Put the music on, start writing. And it was only and like, what, 30 it's chapters? It's your gift. It's your purpose. Yeah. It's your passion. It's, it, it's what comes naturally to you. And we've each got I, that. I, th I think it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, Absolutely. definitely. I mean, because I think for that part of it there, and but one of the biggest, do you know what the biggest struggle I've found with having, like, obviously, like, with the gifts, it's, it's, apply, it's like looking for jobs, to try and apply for jobs, because a lot of times they'll take a look at my CV and what I've done, especially over the last couple of years, and it's kind of like, and you always get the nice little response back saying, sorry, but, you know, you're not the right fit for this job, and I'm like, or am I just overqualified? Really? You know, and I, I tend to think that a lot because you tend to think, well, I've got a lot of skills there, but am I applying them in the right place? Or am I just not, is that just telling us that I might look at a different direction? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's, it's, it is a difficult one because people say, well, it might be my passion, but I can't earn money from it. That means I, I can't make it my job. But it's it's a sort yeah. of way of well, look outside the box a little bit. So my yeah. my my um my big passion was working with people understanding people um talking to people and so i used and i thought gosh what a better way to do it than than have my own show and and talk to people yeah. and get to understand them and get to shine a light on their message so maybe it's just thinking a little bit outside of the box when you've got your gift and your talent um think well how can i use this maybe to serve others and you know maybe it's um trying to think of a business idea around it or try to think of uh, of where you can use your writing talents. And it might not be specifically um, as, as a writer in a certain area. Maybe it's a different area. I, I, I don't know. No, no, I agree with you. Because then that kind of led myself on to doing thing creation as a business idea. But I think what it is is with, with businesses, and you've probably found this yourself, with working in businesses, you kind of, like, especially this year, they have been hit financially hard. It's probably the, the hardest time that they've ever been through. And for, like, obviously, when you're launching a new business, you tend to think, right, I'll try this area, but I'm putting it on the back burner for now because I think it's still there. If people want to utilize it, they can. And see, that, that, I think that's what people have got. And I'm also, what I'm trying to show is, even though I haven't been successful with it, I haven't like got like a hundred clients there that were asking us on a weekly basis. I'll create this for me, create or work alongside myself. I'm showing people just because you have ideas, put your ideas out there. Eventually, they and I and it's great because you do have these little seeds that you you're sowing. Like my friend Sam from Soul Fitness UK said that you kind of put these these seeds to sow, and it might not fruition, you know, like now. But in a year's time, you might start growing trees. And if you That's look, the way I look for the, at it, I'm trying to show that. And if you're there and you're clear and you've got a vision as well, I mean, Chris, have you got a vision yeah. of this? Can you see your writing? Can you see where you want to take it? The creative business. Yeah, yeah. If you focus in on that vision, yeah, yeah. then the opportunities will start coming along. It's just if you if you're clear, you don't necessarily need to focus on the how to get there because that's sometimes then overwhelming. Yeah. But you'll soon, soon start spotting yeah. the opportunities. Um, it's a little bit like the whole, you know, oh God, I want to buy a, a red car. Or I'm thinking of buying a certain red car. And yeah. then suddenly you see loads of red cars. When your mind's open to something, when you focus, when you visualize on something, then the opportunities will start to happen. Um, you just got to give it a bit of time. Um, and, and like you say, it might not be, you know, it's not an obvious path and things aren't, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not net and it's never that easy to start with, especially like you say, when you, you, you're starting your own business, but don't give up, don't give up yet. Um, I mean, just, yeah, look exactly. what, just look what you've done with your podcast. This is amazing, you know? No, I appreciate that. Cause that, what you've just said there, and that's why I brought it up. Cause I want to use myself as an example. So I've done that. Like created a business. It's you know, obviously it's not, not took off. But the re what I've done is I've planted seeds. But also, I want to hear your obviously reaction to it or your thoughts on it because you've worked in that in the coaching area. So essentially, I'm using myself as the example. But also, hopefully, by using that as an example, others will listen or others will watch and think, actually, I've got an idea, and I kind of put it on a shelf, clear that shelf, bring it back out because it's bring there. It it's going to work. If you, if, exactly. If it's your passion. If it's your passion. Your, your purpose, if you absolutely love it, 
you know, if you're doing it just for the money, you know, it might not be the right thing. You've got to absolutely love it. You've got yeah. to really feel like this is you. This is your gift. This is what you're meant to be doing. Don't give up at the first sight of it. Just keep going. Keep being open to new opportunities because something will come. Um, and just don't be too fixated on the how. And this is, I think, what people started off this year, being very fixated on yeah. their goals. And, of course, 2020 not, has knocked everyone's goals out the window because who could have foreseen yeah. a global pandemic? Well, nobody could have. So I think that, yeah. I guess, the moral of this is, yeah, know what you want to do. Have the vision. Be really clear on the vision. But don't be too fixated on, on the how to get there. The how will come. Just be open to the opportunities and put it out there. And take little yeah, steps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I can't agree more with that because it is those little steps that you create the bigger picture from. Because you, for yourself, right, obviously when you started the, the podcast and, you, and obviously you have some amazing people on, and obviously had some mutual, obviously mutual friends that obviously both been on our, both our shows there. But what it is as well is I found that with yourself, that you have basically evolved. You, you've taken it from day one and you've just up there now because what you've done is you hit that plateau where, you, where you, you've got that consistency and the quality levels up there, the way you market, the way you present it, the way that you... Thank you. you. And it is at that, that high professional level. It is Thank at that, you. you know... So, so you, do you think that, like, because you've, you've taken all your skills that you've learned over your, over your time, you've, like, cr combined them... You've took the best of yourself as a personality and you've combined them with the skills you've learned. You've applied it to a podcast that is at a professional level with obviously professional people. Do you think that you've personally evolved yourself over that journey? Oh, massively. Oh my God, absolutely. This has been a, so and it's a journey I've absolutely loved. You yeah. know, when I first started this, um, I wasn't really sure what, I, I just knew, I always, I knew I wanted to be in front of cameras. I knew I loved people and I wanted to, I wanted to, to really shine a light on inspirational people. So I knew it wasn't, the show wasn't about me, although I do know you've got to be a personality as well, but I wanted this to be very much about my guests and their stories. And it just evolved. It just it just took off and um chris you know uh, as well as i do i've i've um i've interviewed a lot of veterans and it's not because i've served myself um and my grandpa was in the second world uh, second world war but i've just had a natural interest in in their stories in their uh, in, in the, ch the challenges and adversities they'd been through the Yeah, it looks like the signal has gone down a little bit there. Um, but definitely, we're just going to wait for obviously Sonia to come back on that on that point. Um, and all I, all I can say is, I think something on those lines is something that I found myself um, just on obviously the veteran part is with veterans, I find they have a completely different mindset because they've been in uncomfortable situations. They can adapt and overcome to many different um, environments. With, with veterans, you'll find that yourself, that you can put them into the most difficult scenario and they'll find an option, they'll find a way out, they'll find themselves and they'll think outside the box as well. And that's something that anybody who's obviously like listened to a lot of podcasts, especially veteran-based, you'll find that if you get someone who's purely um, business-wise, if you find someone who's just worked in the you know civilian sector, the business sector, you'll see the, the big difference between someone who's just civilian-based or like most of their time. Um, but like also on the other part, um, it will just also be on the military part. Um, so I can see, obviously, uh, Sonia's just uh, obviously just said, that obviously, a battery on her phone's died. Uh, not a problem, because the way I look at it is, like, we can always continue this, um, this you know, that, that situation. Um, but what I do is, obviously, just have a bit of a chat here, because someone I'd like to continue from, my, obviously, Sonia's, um, obviously, commentary on that part. With the veterans themselves, you'll often find that it, it will it will be a complete difference. So I'm just going to just jump straight on here, get like, um, also obviously Sonia back on. We'll just continue the conversation because it's something that I really like, obviously enjoy uh, talking about myself. 
so, so I'm just saying, obviously, like, Sonia's back on there now. And, like, what I can honestly say with the... Hello, sorry. welcome back. I'm so sorry, Chris. My phone just died. No um, problem. The battery. And because I was, I was sitting on my sofa, I'm now standing in my kitchen with it charging. So, no, not a problem. Do you know what it is? That's what I like about this podcast. We keep it real. Yeah, often it's at the... Real. Is it not... It real. I definitely need a little tripod, though. That's what I've, that's what I've uh, learned. And I need to do more Instagram lives. <laughs> Exactly. See, we learn on every podcast. You apply something. So there's always a learning curve on this show, you know. But like what what I was saying there, just obviously while you were just getting the, the phone there, with veterans, and you've probably seen it yourself, there's a big split. Now, you can't physically see that. Yeah, yes, you can see how people present themselves, but it's the mindset. Like I said, if you look at people who have never been in uncomfortable situations, unless they've been asked to present a meeting, you know, within five minutes, they put in, they've been put into like certain circumstances where the pressure's on. But what is, you'll see the way that a veteran thinks compared to someone who's just purely civilian based. And I think what it is, is because veterans have been in that really hard environment, that, that you know, where they've got to think outside the box, they've got to adapt, they've overcome, you know, they've been in real like situations that is like, right, we've got to do this now. Compared to like someone who's just in a business world where, like I said, probably the hardest, like, decision they've had to make is you know what kind of coffee we have for a meeting you know <laughs> what kind of you know and when you look at the differences they've never been really been and that's no disrespect for anyone who's you know is a, is a you know on that higher level but you kind of think the mindset's different do you agree with that where the mindset is completely different oh, completely completely I, and it's um you know having spoken to a lot of veterans now and and having really interviewed some amazing 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 people I think what I was most impressed by and really taken aback by was this, um, like you see, it's the saying, someone just mentioned it there, it's their can-do attitude and not no. letting anything phase them because obviously, you know, you've been in, in potentially life or death situations where, you know, you're up against that. And, you know, us, us in the civilian world, like you say, we don't have those life and death situations, but not, not every day anyway. Now, now we're living through COVID, you could argue, well, some of us are against that um, in that sort of life and death situation. But absolutely, I think the veterans or, or the people that the veterans that I've talked to on my show, what, what I think makes them diff different is their resilience. Yeah. Um, their, yeah, get up and go and their attitude to actually, we, we, can, we just get on with it, right? We just get on with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a, it's a, it's a resilience, and it's just a, it's a take action, just get it done. And and yeah. and, that, and that's really what I found. It's that resilience and that being able to take a challenge and not overcomplicate it and just deal with it. Yeah, because it's that, that almost like from step one, step two, step three, break it down and just keep looking at the different options. Because I think a lot of times in business there seems to be that route that's predicted almost that you kind of can predict something before it happens and it's almost like well they know that oh well i've got to write this brief or then i've got to do this i've got to do that it's kind of laid out for them it's almost like that route isn't it but like when people have been like say military where this the situation can change massively it can go from being still to nothing happening to completely kinetic movements and action there so it's like how, having to like adopt that mindset of like right this is a situation we'll accept it move on next job next job and i think that's that's the part that changes people and it's almost like but on the business side it's like putting them in, putting them people into uncomfortable situations you could see the difference and I, that's something obviously i wanted to ask you on that part with lockdown happening over this year, uh, the one thing I did see, there was that big difference between, you know, people like the difference between the veterans and civilian almost, because it was the mindset, wasn't it? It was almost like, right, okay, we've been in that situation before. We know how to handle certain situations. To them, it's like, right, we'll just get that next day, next day, next day. And I know people like Darren Hardy, absolutely smashing it this year, you know, with the challenges, you know, 
insane, absolutely insane challenge. I'm, I'm just laughing because I was meant to see Darren last week and we yeah. were, were hopefully going to meet up. This I interviewed Darren a, a yeah, few yeah. to go after his 10-10 challenge. Um, but absolutely, they're just the, like, nothing stops. Nothing stops yeah. him or other veterans just going for it and uh, doing these crazy challenges to raise money for people that, that are in unfortunate fortunate conditions. Um, some great charities and some great causes that, that they're supporting. Um, and, and yeah, the, 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 what I've been sort of most, like, impre like, impressed with this year is the veterans that, are continuing to serve. I mean, I, I interviewed as well Richard Sharp. Do you know Richard yeah, yeah. Sharp? Yeah, yeah. Rubicon and, you know, what he's done with his organization and asking veterans, you know, to serve again um, in this pandemic, stepping up. There's so many veterans. Andrew Powell, who's just, just gone live actually this week, who's done yeah. amazing things in Barnsley, taking, um, you know, taking suicidal veterans off the streets and helping them um with their own mental health battles and really putting them back and transitioning them back into civilian life i mean some some fantastic uh, like amazing amazing inspirational um people and i you know i i'm i'm sort of really curious to know what is that mindset that veterans do have um that you know they're there they're serving our country and then then there's they're still serving again. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it's almost like, I've kind of coined it as the silent professional. So it's kind of like, you're going to do a job that you you, you don't want, you, you're not expecting praise. What it is, is you're going to do it to the best of your ability. Because you know that those people around you, and I always say, it's the people to the left of you and the right of you that you care more, more about. You become selfless. You kind of like think, right, I'm, I want to see you get home. And I know obviously speaking to a lot of veterans, it's that mentality of like, you as a team are going to work together. And it's almost like, right, you've got one goal to achieve or one task to achieve. It gets done. And then it's a case of, but you're always kind of like, you become very selfless. So you kind of think, right, I'm going to, it's the person to your left and the person to your right. So you've got that mindset of like, this. if a problem's there, there isn't a problem. It doesn't exist because you overlook that problem and all you see is that solution. And someone's just put on there as well. John there, exactly that. No problems, just solutions. Because once you start seeing problems, yes, when you, obviously when you've done something and you, and people kind of find it weird because you don't praise on the, the things you've done right. You, you look at the things you've done wrong so then you can get them better next time. Because if you, you know, it's, it's breaking that problem down. But what you're doing is taking those problems and turning them into solutions. Rather than th than focusing on the negative side, rather than the actual yeah. thing on the problem, it becomes a bigger problem. Focus on the solution and yeah. just figuring it out. Don't ponder on, oh my God, woe was me. I'm in this terrible situation, whatever that may be. And actually think, okay, breathe, take a moment. Okay, I'm not in a good situation. What can I do to get out of this? Or what can I do um, to find the solution? What is the solution to this? Rather than really being too involved and sucked into the actual problem itself. Yeah, definitely. Do you find that there's also a big swing on that, to, like to the other opposite, where people only concentrate on the positive, what they've done right, and they kind of, like the whole high five and fist bumps and, you know, all that jazz, you know, and, and there's, it's only like they, they, they more concentrate on that, that they're kind of seeing, oh, yes, we've done this right and all that, that they kind of, you, you step into the ego part, don't you? Well, I think there's, um, and I think what we were talking about at the beginning, the walking the walk and walking the yeah, talk, yeah. I think there is um, a, a lot of people out there that don't actually, they don't admit what's happening, really, what's yeah. happening inside themselves or what the reality of the situation is. So there's always a balance. There can't be good without bad. There can't be yeah. a crisis without a blessing. There, there is no evil without good. It's so if somebody is constantly, constantly portraying, this is amazing. This is a positive. I'm amazing. I've done this. I've done that. You know, a bullshitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it, it, you, you can't always be that positive, and and it must, it must be a front. I mean, look, of course, you can be positive and want to have positive energy and help people. 
Um, but in the end of the day, we're all human beings. Well, as far as I know, we're all human beings. There might be a few aliens out there. We never know. Uh, but we're, we're human beings, and we've we've got we've got our our faults. We've got our good sides. We've got our bad sides. We've got our down days. And anyone that says they don't have a down day is just a complete liar. Because <laughs> exactly. in the end of the day, you do. You can have you have good days, but unfortunately. You do have bad days, and it's it's one of those things that it's you just have to face it. And and actually, um, I think you you can put a positive spin and be a positive person, yeah. absolutely. But still admit that you know you don't get everything right, and that things aren't always hunky dory. And actually, that was quite a difficult thing for me to admit um, this year and put out because I've been in corporate life, and actually the corporate life sort of is a very one side fits all yeah. and you, you only show sort of this corporate image of yourself. You don't let your personal side show on social media. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all LinkedIn and it is all very corporate, you know, professional. And I started putting some more personal stuff out um, this year on social media, which I found difficult to do. I found it a very yeah. vulnerable thing. So I talked about, um, I split up in a relationship earlier this year. And I and I sort of did a little post on it, and it felt very vulnerable for me to do it. But I just actually wanted to put out there that actually I was going through a, a, a hard time, and a, and I had gone through a hard time. And actually, if anyone else was going through this time, you know that that the other people were were suffering as well. And I had an amazing, amazing um, reaction to it, which was absolutely yeah. lovely. And I think it just proves that you know being vulnerable is a side that people want to see and you know i don't mean being vulnerable for vulnerable sake but being real um being able to express who you really are is important because you know otherwise people aren't liking you for you you've got to love you and you've got to want people to love you for who you are rather than just putting out some facade you know that is the trouble unfortunately with instagram and all these like insta models and you know you see these perfect places and people with their Ferraris, with their Lamborghinis, with their perfect girl on their arm or the perfect guy. And it's actually, is this reality? Or is it a load of bollocks? Well, I'm going to go for the, <laughs> the latter part. Because do you know something? Is That's why I've always kept my feet as real as possible. I'll have good days and I'm like, yeah, good, good, good. And you see that, that that's what I'm trying to do, the yin and yang. Because there is that moment and I've always believed in that. There's some good and evil, and you know, there's some evil in good, or you can look at some bad and good, and some there's good light. in you know. There can't be dark without light, and there can't be exactly. light without dark. No, because it's made of the same material. It's essentially that black. If you get white, you can't make black without white. Yeah, completely. You know? So you've got to like look at the both sides of it, and that's what I've always tried to keep that open balance, open book on mine, and I know yourself. But did you find showing that vulnerable side, did you kind of think, because that's putting you in that uncomfortable situation, did you find that that was like a big life lesson? Because I always like to ask that question at the end of it. What's the biggest you know, one piece of advice you can you know, give anybody out there? But do you think that was one of the, like a, a big life lesson for you? I think it, it, it was definitely um, a turning point that I need to do more of. Uh, yeah. I think we were scared of, of what people think of us. And I'm, you know, yeah. I, in a lot of respects, like I don't care what people think of me. I'm, I'm quite ballsy when I go out there and I'll do things and people say, aren't you worried about what people think? And it's like, no, absolutely not. You know, I am who I am. But in other respects, I, I do care what other people think. And I think all of us do. Um, yeah. And especially on social media, you know, you, you, you put yourself out there but there is always this sort of fear of, oh, God, I've, I've just done that. What do you think? How will people react to that? Uh, and, you know, people, we all have, we all want to be loved. And yeah. a lot of us, you know, have a big fear of, of not being enough. And I think this, was, this is the one thing that, that can be brought out in social media. Uh, and showing your vulnerability, um, although it's very good, I think it's a very difficult thing to do in a really... Um, authentic way and I'm using that word and everyone uses that word authentic but these days but it is it is it's doing it 
when it feels right for you rather than just doing it for the likes and the and the praise and uh, and the reaction doing it because it feels like you want to do it for you and because you think you're helping somebody or, or you what you've got a message to put out there don't do it for the likes don't do it for the you know the reaction do it because you want to put something out there yeah absolutely because I, I think that is a great piece of advice really because you've got to like look at it it's always going to be positives always going to be negatives you know, and, and that's what I've started seeing a lot more of yourself. You're starting to put a lot more, of, you know, you, yourself there of like, you're trying to say, well, this is me. This isn't a corporate image 24 seven. I am not a business. I'm not a brand. I am, this is me, you know, and it's about being as real as you physically can, but it's also people tap into that. And it's about being honest. And, and to be honest with you, with my, like a lot of things I put out there, I kind of read it and it's been a few times when I've honestly sat there and thought, do I post this today? And then I think, yeah, I am. And the reason, the biggest driver for that is purely because I know that if I'm going to say something, if I know I'm going to put something out there and I'm at a vulnerable moment, then there are other people that are in that same mindset. you know, And, and other people can learn from that. I think that's... That is the fundamental thing that you've just said. If yeah. you can actually do it because you, you're thinking about how other people potentially could be in your space and that you could actually be helping somebody by saying, look, I'm going through this, whatever this thing might be, and this is how I'm coping. That You're doing it from a place of, actually, shit, I could help somebody with this rather than doing it from a place of, look at me, give me a like, give me a, a reaction. Yeah. It's actually, no, I want to actually see if, if there's somebody out there that I can help that can just, that maybe just listens to this and thinks there is hope to their situation. That actually, they're not the only ones suffering. And I think that's the thing. You're not the only one suffering. There are other people out there. If you're going through pain, if you're going through depression or anxiety, sometimes just knowing that other people are going through the same thing. Yeah can can help because you think shit it's not just me maybe i can yeah. pick up the phone to that person maybe i can just send them a message you know um and that's what i'd always say um if anyone you know watches either myself or my guests if they ever see something we're talking about or maybe that my guests have, have been through you know do send me a, a pm and whether it's a question for myself or my guest um they're, they're always willing to help and, and answer questions um so so yeah i mean that's that's the whole for me that was the whole thing for the about the show it's like i'm not doing this for me i want to do this for other people the the audience people that are listening yeah. if it can help just one person then it's all been worthwhile absolutely i'm just gonna, obviously going to wrap things up here now um and actually instagram's allowed us to have a couple of extra minutes which is really good as well um but what it would be is obviously like it's massive thanks to you coming on tonight you know it's been an absolute pleasure and Sorry it's always nice to turn technical it... issues no no it's absolutely fine because that's at the end of the day i'd rather it be like real rather than clean and you know perfect because there is no perfect you know there's progress and there's evolution <laughs> but there's you know there's always that side but it's never perfect but what, once again I, you know, I really appreciate obviously your time on there and obviously it's nice to turn the tables on yourself uh, for that one moment um, now where can everybody find you there Sonia? So I would love if you come have a look at my show it's at the Sonia Morton third show I'm on YouTube um, I'm on uh, I'm on all podcast platforms, so that's podcast, Apple, Apple, um, Spotify, but YouTube. Please give me a subscribe. Doesn't cost anything, and it would really help out. Uh, and I've got some amazing guests. As I say, I've just interviewed Andrew. Well, it, the interview with Andrew Powell's just come out. He's he's an amazing veteran. Healthier Heroes is the organization he runs. I've got some fantastic people coming up in the next few weeks. Um, it goes out every Monday, my show. Uh, but I'm on Facebook, my name, Sonia Morton Firth, or on Instagram at the Sonia Morton Firth Show, and I'm on LinkedIn. So please do connect. I, I, you know, if you've got any questions, any messages, then yeah, just give me a shout. Brilliant, brilliant. Because I'll put a lot of things on after, obviously, the podcast itself where people find you, you know, and, and I hope people do, like, link up with yourself, you know, go and look at the podcast, have a read, you know, just go and explore the world because it is, you know, there's a lot of quality content, a lot of first-class content 
but we'll obviously we'll catch up very very soon and have a very safe and happy Christmas <laughs> Chris, right, in Geordie Land. I will. It's been amazing. I've, I've practiced a little bit, but yeah, I can't wait to go, uh, go up north. But well, we're going to be in Tier Three. It's going to be great well, just like, being up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you're home, and obviously with the family and that. You know, and, you know, I hope you have a really good Christmas there, you know, and all the best for, like, obviously 2021, where it's going to be absolutely rocking. And I've got another Geordie coming on my show this week. You know him, I think. I probably do. I probably do. A veteran. That's a clue. Yeah, yeah. I've got a pretty good idea. Just bought our book. Yeah. Hit hit the papers a while ago and hit them again for his anniversary recently. Yeah, little guy. Of a little guy, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll, I'll meet him on in a few days' time. I'll let you know. Awesome. Well, you take care of yourself, okay? And thanks very much for coming on tonight. And all the best, Chris. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. Thank you. You take no care. Problem. You're doing an amazing you job. Carry on doing thank what you. you're doing. Take right. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.